0: To micro fail their way into massive success and growth. We are mindset impact strategic catalysts helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO mischief makers. Ready to make a little mischief? All right. So if we are talking about strategy and tactics, it must be Friday. (laughs) If you're listening to this, uh, when it's Actually published. And if you've listened to the last two episodes that I have been privileged to chat with Dr. Eugene Choi, I can't even imagine what you're going to hear in this episode. So hang on to your hats because now we get to dive down to almost ground level with strategy and then ground level with tactics. So just to recap what we talked about before, we've talked about a lot about mindset. You've got to go back to that episode and listen to it. I cannot recap it in one sentence. There was so much disgust and so much gold. Then we talked about impact and innovation from that mindset, how we can impact the tools that we use around us to navigate this whole human condition that we are trying to do with business. And now, strategy. All right. So tell us, welcome back first, (laughs) and uh, tell us how, especially- you've been able to get huge numbers of views of your content. What strategy did you use to encapsulate that all and actually take it and think about actions you needed to take to actually impact those people?
1: Yes. So this very much is a staple around the last conversation we talked about of like paying attention to how certain things work before focusing so much on what to do. Because the hint I always give to people, if you ever find yourself asking your question, what should I do next? What should I do here? And you feel stuck. It's the wrong question, because yes. if you understood how it worked, you actually see all the options you have, and you get to choose which one resonates with you the most out of all the options you have. It's only one are in survival. It feels like you're backed up against the wall with no options. So assuming that you're doing the mindset work, assuming that you're getting that support there and assuming that we're in that executive state, okay, where you're able to separate your self-worth because your self-worth can't be measured, by the way, and you take it away from your accomplishments in your life. Okay. Meaning, what does this mean? Would you love yourself even without any of your accomplishments? If the answer is no, you got mindset work to do. Forget strategy. Go back to mindset. So assuming all that's good. Okay. Because if your mindset's straight, now it's just a matter of skills and competencies, right? As a business owner, you're a part time marketer. It's a skill, part time persuader. That's a skill, communicator, skill, sales. The list goes on presenter presentations. These are all just skills and competencies that you will get better and better at as long as you're willing to do it badly in the beginning, like we mentioned in the last call. And here's the thing, I want to share one thing. I don't believe in silver bullets. But this is one of the things that if you understand how this works, I am telling you, it is what made the difference from people never starting a business to getting their first high ticket clients within a month. It's the thing that helped You know, seven figure businesses make an extra 20% increase in revenue, right? Like all that kind of stuff. The list goes on. Is if you understand how certain things work, you can just adapt to the scenario and figure something out. I promise you. And here's the thing that I realized when it comes to strategy and tactics around marketing. So, how this works is one of the things I teach a lot is around persuasion and the science behind effective marketing. And we have to understand. Number one, it depends on who you're talking to. So it's never a one size fits all message, by the way. So you want to develop this adaptability, how you might talk to one group of people is going to be different from how you talk to a different group of people because they just think differently and they use different vernacular and language. So you have to understand that whoever's in front of you, they're either in one of four phases of awareness around the problem that you can help them solve. I learned this from a brilliant mentor of mine. Okay. So they're in one of four phases of awareness. The first phase is they're unaware of the problem. They don't think they have a problem. They're either oblivious or they're just in denial. You cannot sell to these people. They will not buy what you have to offer, whether it's an idea, a concept, a product, a service. So when people are unaware, this is where some marketing goes wrong is you're trying to sell to someone that doesn't think they need anything. They don't have a problem, so they're not going to buy. The second phase of awareness is I'm aware of the symptoms of the problem. If you're a business that's starting off, this is your sweet spot, actually. And I'll reveal why. You want to be able to meet people that are having, aware enough of the problem that they're experiencing the pain of the symptoms of the problem, but they don't have clarity on what's actually the problem. Is that making sense so far? So I give an example. Imagine you're runny nose, congested, you have a fever. So you're sitting there. What most people will do, they'll self-diagnose. They're going, maybe I have a cold. So they self-treat. You'll go to the pharmacy, you'll buy some cold medicine, you go home, you take it for two weeks, and you're still sick. It's not working. This is what symptom war feels like. It's you don't have clarity on what the true problem is, but you keep trying things and it's not working. So, right before the call here, like we were chatting a little bit about, you know, you have people that frustrate you. Like the heartbreaking thing for you is people telling you, I've paid this much money to try learning how to build this chatbot, right? And it's still not getting me the result I'm looking for. So this is the experience of a lot of your ideal clients is they're aware of the symptoms, but they're not aware of the true problem. So now imagine the third phase of awareness is problem awareness. We're talking like the root cause, okay? It's not enough to just tell you what your problem is. No one likes being told what their problem is, right? The real key here is you realize it for yourself and I provide enough context for you to connect the dots yourself where it feels like you did it, not me, (laughs) if that makes sense. So then you actually care about solving the real problem. No one likes being told what their problem is. I mean, case in point, smokers know smoking is bad, but just because you tell them smoking is bad doesn't mean they'll stop smoking. So Mm -hmm. the thing to think about is, well, imagine you're having those cold symptoms. I'm going to piggyback off that analogy. Imagine you finally go to the doctor. You're frustrated to the point now where you're like, I just want to figure out how to get rid of these symptoms. So what does a good doctor do? this applies to your messaging, by the way, when you're building relationships, whether it's automated or not automated, is you have to validate the symptoms. What does a good doctor do? They'll ask you about your symptoms. Have you been having a fever? And I'm self-judging, right? Like, yes, I've been having a fever. Okay. Have you been having congestion? Yes. And a great doctor already knows what's happening for you. They might ask you oddly specific questions like, have you been taking cold medicine and it's not working? And at some point, You as the client or the patient in this case is sitting there going, how does this person know exactly what I'm going through? You know what that does psychologically? You're assuming this person must know what I have and they can help me. You've already established trust and rapport because you're so good at establishing and confirming the symptoms I'm going through as the client. Is that making sense so far? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you do that, then because the trust is there, I'm ready to hear, reveal what the actual problem is. So the doctor might say, Okay, based on everything you're sharing with me, you don't have a cold. What you thought the problem isn't the problem. What you actually have is bacterial pneumonia. But here's the thing. It doesn't end there. It's not enough. So mutual friend, Mike Kim, I think he said this before, if I'm quoting him correctly. It's something like if content is king, context is the kingdom, right? So this is where context is extremely important, whether it's case studies, testimonials, right? whatever evidence you can show in terms of context to help me connect the dots for myself. So a good doctor in that analogy, we can workshop this if you want to around. It this applies <laughs> to any field, by the way, right? Right. But in the doctor analogy, he might give you more context. He might say, well, based on what I'm seeing here, and I confirmed that you have bacterial pneumonia, here's why he might yes. go. This type of pneumonia is mostly contracted in people who have these types of conditions. Do you have any of these conditions? And the patient might sit there going, oh yeah, I have that, I have that, I have that. So I'm self-realizing, right? It's also contracted in this type of setting. Have you been in this type of setting? Oh my God, actually, I just moved into this type of setting three weeks ago and that's when the symptoms started. Oh, okay, (laughs) makes sense. And I might go on to give more context. The reason why cold medicine is not working is guess what? A cold is a virus. The pneumonia you have is a bacteria. It's like apples and oranges, which is why you're taking cold medicine and it's not working. Enough context at some point, you as the patient or the client's gonna sit there and going, oh, I believe it now. This is my problem. I have pneumonia. If you can create that effect in your audience, guess what? They're already going to psychologically look to you for the solution because now I care about solving the real problem. That's when you get buying signals like, what do I do about this? How do you solve this problem? So in marketing, what I learned too is this is actually not where you put in the offer yet. When people go, what can you do? I still have to convince you and persuade you of the methodology that works, the process, right? Some people call it the proprietary methodology, the unique mechanism. So in the uh, doctor analogy, it's just like, look, number one is we need to get clarity around what the actual problem is. That's step one. Step two is once we get clarity on what the actual problem is, we need to treat it. And then step three is once you treat yourself, you should start experiencing improvement in your condition. I'm giving you a process, Right. And here's yeah. why that works, because if you don't treat the right symptoms, if you don't treat the right kind of germ that's in your body, you're going to get worse. Yeah. So I'm believing in the process. So I'm like, so yeah. what do I do about this doc? It's like, good. So we got clarity on what it is. We know it's bacterial pneumonia, step two is treatment. It's called antibiotic. Now I'm telling you about the offer or the solution, right? Here's the right solution. So yeah. this is kind of the process is once I believe in the real problem, I need to believe in that there's an actual process to solve this problem. You need to show me the process before telling mm-hmm. me what the offer of the solution is. Then I'm ready yeah. to talk numbers and solution and details. So this is behind the scenes, really understanding this. That was the result of why I was able to create viral content multiple times, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's, yes. it's just me being able to apply this, whether it's in my marketing, this is also the reason why for the first time in my life, like I've never experienced selling a package that's you know, $30,000 or whatever that I'm able to do now, right? Like high ticket items by understanding these concepts, even though I've never done it before. And now it became a reality. So it's just behind the scenes. Once you understand this, your persuasion skills, it just skyrockets. And you want to apply that to marketing emails and conversations, especially Mm -hmm. on presentations, giving a talk on stage to be persuasive. And this is where most marketing goes wrong. You have to pay attention to where is your person at? And bring them one phase at a time. If I'm only aware of the symptoms, the fourth phase is solution aware, by the way. If I'm only aware of the symptoms and I go, here's some antibiotics, this will clear you right up. I'm going to go, no, I have a cold. I don't need that. Even though I actually do. So if you get really good at that, or if I'm a person that's unaware, you have to just talk about the symptoms. In coaching, it's just like, oh, I'm fine. It's like, oh, just fine. It's like, oh, (laughs) tell me more. It's like, yeah, I'm at a job. It's good. It's not great. Okay. So it's not good. But if you had great, would you want it? It's like, yeah. How long have you been feeling this way? Oh, about 15 years. Wow. 15 years. You've been feeling this way. Do you see what I'm (laughs) saying? You're uncovering symptoms now, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. opens them up to want to reveal what the actual problem is. So it's just bringing them Mm -hmm. one phase at a time. And this is where marketing goes wrong. So many times you're trying to sell to a symptom where, and the reason why this is a sweet spot for people who are just starting in business is if you're the person that helped me have a come to Jesus, aha moment on what my actual problem is. Yeah. You've won my trust. Yes. And now I'm looking to you to solve my problem. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm already problem aware, I'm already going around. Who's the best chatbot expert out yes. there. Now yeah. you're competing with people whose brands have already been around for a while. Yes. Not That's that right. you're not valuable. It's just dated the reps to build their brand. And you just need to catch up. Doesn't mean you can't get those clients, but which is why the symptom where people are the sweet spot. If you're the one that just helped them have that aha moment, that in itself is a huge service, isn't it? Because I've been trying to treat these symptoms and I'm frustrated it's not working. But if you give me full clarity on, oh my God, this is the actual problem. I finally see it. And that's when you get feedback like, I've heard this kind of stuff before, but the way you explained it to me finally helped make sense. That's the effect that you have when you develop the skill. So anyway, yeah. That's strategy in terms of what I found. Like, If you get this down like, as a skill set, mm-hmm. just game over. Like, You can apply it to any
0: situation. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And not only that, but you just mentioned something that I think everybody needs to pay attention to. I mean, everything you just said, everyone needs to pay attention to. But let's take it the next step and say, okay, if you think you can't compete with all the big guys out there who already have this reputation, you mentioned that. You start with the symptom aware people. And once you build a reputation, taking care of those people, helping them understand you have the solution, you understand what their pain is, you understand what they're going through. You can help them take the bridge to bliss. I call it bliss. I'd call it pain mm-hmm. versus bliss. So yes. you have that bridge. You have that boat. Mike Kim talks about a boat to take mm-hmm. them to bliss Island. Once you do that for enough people, now you get a reputation so that the problem aware people. You're going to get on their radar because they already understand other people oh he or she has solved that problem for those people now i'm a problem aware person i think you have my solution so you just you just grow yourself yeah yeah
1: word gets around you get plugged into more higher quality communities right yeah people start vouching for you honestly speaking like our mutual contact mike kim that's why he started vouching for me it wasn't me asking for a handout yeah you see what I'm saying? I just learned how to be really good at serving people that were symptom aware and when they have this big aha moment, what their actual problem is, even if they don't become a client, yeah. that's still a huge service. It's such a relief to know what's actually causing your symptoms. Isn't it? sometimes when you spend yes. oh, my years
0: yes. going through it. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So now take us through. So how did you apply that process to your video, your eight minute video and get so many views? Where did yeah. that fit in that strategy? So the thing with a viral
1: video, there's a couple of components to it is there has to be some sort of aha moment that happens for you in entertainment. It's more of like a plot twist, right? Yeah. So it's something unexpected enough to catch your attention. So that there's an element of that. And it has to be an emotional response. There has to be an emotional response. So if you really think about it, when you look at a symptom, where the journey of going from symptom where to problem where it is an emotional journey. You finally get clarity on what you thought was true, wasn't true, and you finally see what's true. It's a very eye-opening journey. So like my short film that I did, because back then when I was doing filmmaking, it was a love story, husband and wife, right? Like wife's going blind and husband's taking care of her. And the plot twist is you watch the wife struggling with trying to continue to live her normal life. She's like an architect and stuff. So she's continuing to work. And she thought she was doing it herself the whole time. But behind the scenes, her husband was, you know, moving things around and making sure she doesn't get hurt and stuff like that. That was like the big reveal. So do you see what I'm saying? Like the symptoms are yeah. like, oh my God, she's yeah. suffering so much. Yes. And then the quote unquote problem awareness part is going, oh my God, like there's this beautiful, like, you know, relationship happening. Relationships I wasn't even aware of, mm-hmm. you just enter yeah. into a different level of awareness. Right? Right. right. I applied it to my writing in the same way is with my writing, which is more geared towards my content now. It's just like, Symptoms are, you know, you're frustrated, you're feeling stuck. The list goes on. You've accomplished everything in your life that you thought you could accomplish. But what most people aren't aware of is like yeah, it's your brain in a survival mode. So the big aha with my marketing is just like I just kind of like we did on the last episode, I just mm-hmm. show you what the survival actually look like, right? Are you procrastinating? Mm-hmm. Are you reactively doing this without thinking? Are you numbing yeah, yourself? Yeah. Especially for high performers I realized because that was I guess that's a niche that quote unquote, in the marketing that I found, oh, yeah. like people who consider themselves mm-hmm. high performers, I'm able mm-hmm. to show them, nope, you're not at the highest level of performance. <laughs> if you feel like that, you have to work your ass off to get there. And you're so proud of how mm-hmm. hard you work, right? Yes. Uh, you're not there yet. And then that's yeah. a big aha moment for a lot of you know, owners of seven figure businesses and like political mm-hmm. leaders sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. just have this come to Jesus moment of, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. I have been fighting and that's yeah. holding me back. So it's like, now you're becoming problemware. So that's how I applied it to my writing. And then it's just through my messaging and my words of providing the context. Now I have a toolbox of that. That's my tactics, right? I have stories, analogies, explanations, Mm -hmm. presentations to be able to provide this context so that when you come into contact with it, you have the aha moment for yourself because
0: of the context versus me telling you what your problem is. And that's where Mark completely, right? Completely. I was just on a call with a credit union and they were talking to me about a bot they're having built and they're kind of confused and, you know, all over the place, this is their words. And I said, well, the first place we would need to start a strategy. And they're like, well, you know, we don't want to really spend a lot of time in strategy and why would we need to do that? And I'm like, well, okay, here's the deal. If there's an architect or there's a, a home builder contractor and he or she walks into a half built house Are they just going to take up and start building the house or are they going to go look at the plans and see what's going on with the plans and if there need to be any changes made before they dive in to actually start building again? So I can't come in and just take up some chatbot building ideas without knowing where their root is, what they're built on, that same concept. And the aha happens. Yeah. What if you're making mm-hmm. the problem worse
1: because they were solving the wrong problem to begin with? That's right. Solving that wrong problem. That's it.
0: And How so when you talk to people, experience? yeah. Yeah. And that's what I see where that aha, where they, oh, I get it. And it's not like I'm trying to sell them something else, I'm not trying to sell them a solution or a strategy. I'm explaining to them the process so that they can understand and either buy into that process or not believe it. And you know, see how it works, and those kinds of analogies—is that what you're talking about with right. your toolbox? You just gave context, right? That's you it. You just use that house context. So then I'm sitting there,
1: oh, I get it now. Yeah, so that's right. a skill. That persuasion is a skill, and what you did was you just brought someone from symptomware, which is just fix my problem, fix my symptoms, please. I don't yes. know what the real problem is, which is why I'm here for you. Yes. But you're there going, no, that's already the wrong mindset. So this is where yes. it comes back to mindset. It's like you're already in the that's wrong it. mindset. We need to work smarter, not harder. So let me show you what the actual problem is. Mm-hmm. It's like the first yeah. thing is we have to see if we're even solving the right problem, right? And yes. then you gave the analogy. So yeah, one of the books I always recommend is this book called Art of Explanation. It's this big orange book uh-huh. by Leela Fever. It's mm-hmm. literally a book that explains to you how to explain things well, right? <laughs> so like analogy stories is one of those yes. strategies, right? So this is where the customer becomes priority is are they getting it or not?
0: Mm-hmm. And you have to have-
1: it, They're not a client
0: yet, or they're going to be a difficult client. That's right. And you have to have, here's where really the talent gets into it and the experience gets into it, which I'm sure you have a lot of these. You have to understand the person you're speaking to. So I'm not going to use the house analogy on usually someone who's say 19 years old. They may not have that experience of buying a house or building a house. I'm not going to use an analogy that is typically female in relation of being a mother to a group of contracting men, contractors who are men. I'm going to adapt the story to the audience and make sure that I'm going to put the context into something that is very familiar for them.
1: Correct. So as long as you understand how this works... They can be flexible, just like that chef we mentioned in a few episodes yes. ago is you can put a whole yes. new set of ingredients in front of the chef and they can still cook a delicious meal. Imagine having that same skill, right? Mm-hmm. Because you mm-hmm. understand how persuasion mm-hmm. works, you're able to sit there and look at the person in front of you. And even though if you're making it up off the top of your head, which I've done, yes, it can still persuade them, right? Yes. And it's a skill I have to learn. This is something I did all day, every day for years Mm -hmm. with multiple businesses, helping them look at their message and be like, this is why it's not persuasive, right? Or you're missing the problem awareness here based on the person you're trying to talk to. They're not going to get it if you're explaining it in this way, or you're using too much jargon, right? You're Mm -hmm. a scientist using too much Mm -hmm. jargon to an average person when
0: you're trying to help the average person that's not a scientist. Stop using your jargon, (laughs) right? Yes, Um, yes, yes. That's why we've gone through this process. I'm so, you have delineated it so well. We've gone through this process from mindset to impact and innovation and now strategy because the strategy and tactics are exactly like you said, they're just skills to be learned. They are just processes to be implemented. There is no magic bullet to them in that respect, except when you learn them and put them into the context you talk about and then bring in your mindset shifts that you've made, you have brilliance in front of you.
1: Yes, and you're able to develop these skills you never thought you'd be able to develop. Especially when it's marketing, empathy is so important in marketing. It's like we're mm-hmm. talking about, you have to meet the person with that. But guess what? When you're in survival, you literally can't be empathetic when you're in survival. When you're busy, worried about the way you look, the way you sound, you're doubting your capabilities. You're not keeping the focus on the client. This is why when a client comes up to me and says, what should I say to close this client? I'm like, I don't know what you should say. Can you give me more context here? Like, tell me what the person's up at night worried about. Tell me what's the problem. If they solved it, would absolutely they'd be over the moon about. And if they don't know, I'm like, you're already asking the wrong question. Those exact right. questions go ask it to the person. Right? <laughs> go yes. find out for yourself first. You can't sell them yet unless you know what's going yeah. on. So That's it's just right. like, it's this attitude of understand how it works before what to do. Right. And I've seen this time and time again with some of the most brilliant leaders. They truly live that out, which is why no matter how much of a fire it looks like it's in front of you, they're able to stay calm
0: and navigate the
1: uncertainty, right? In the leadership space, it's called volatility. There's something called VUCA, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. As leaders or entrepreneurs, we face that on a daily basis. And it's going to trigger survival state a lot for people, which is because when we're cavemen, you go to uncertain territory. You might get killed not good your brain's hardwired to do that, so just like a competency or skill set if we're talking about that mindset's yes. a competency and a skill set as well so anyway, yeah that was the thing I realized it's just like game changing is understand how it works then you can be adaptable you can stay empathetic and curious about the person in front of you and just serve them bring them one phase of awareness at a time be patient and empathetic and then I can't tell you how many times I've seen this succeed for people when they really, really internalize this.
0: Yeah. And then the only other thing I would add to that is something that I've adopted for a couple of years now is have no expectation of the outcome. Correct. If I have an expectation that this person in front of me will buy from me and I just have to make them do it or uncover this thing to make them do it, you will lead the conversation toward that goal, not the best goal for the person. So expectation, if I have no expectation, I'm going to put the symptoms up there. I'm going to help them with the understanding of the process. And then I'm going to be able to provide the solution to them. But I have no expectation that they're going to meet me where I am in that process and agree and believe me and dive in and give me thousands of dollars because then I'm not listening. I have my own intent. Because think who's to focus on when you're in survival.
1: It's yourself. One of the (laughs) ways I tell people to pay attention is, Pay attention to the pronouns you're using. Because when you're tied to an outcome, I really want this. I really want this to happen. Even if you're trying to use and disguise the language for other people, I really want other people to experience this. you are still using the word I. Right? <laughs> when you're empathetic, you don't even exist. You're not thinking about yourself yeah. when you're truly empathetic. Yeah. So that's one yeah. way to tell another hint that if you're already in survival, because if you're tied to an outcome, who likes... The high pressure salesman that's, you can clearly tell they're there for a paycheck. They don't actually care. Who likes that? No one likes that. So you have to check yourself on that is if you're tied to an outcome, pretty sure you're already in survival versus being in an empathetic place where you can just learn the skill set. How do I actually help this person in front of me at least make the next best decision for themselves? Even if it doesn't mean they have to work with me because sales is a service. It's a service. Yes. Help you figure out what's your next best step. Yes, And if absolutely a salesperson doesn't view it that way, then you're already making it about yourself. It's like, oh, sales feels so icky. Sales feels icky because if I do it, people will view this way of me. Remember the pronoun, right? Yeah. I oh, <laughs> think that of me. They're going to think <laughs> this of me. Well, you're making it about you when it has nothing to do with you. Sales isn't no. about you. It's a service. Yes, do what's right. best for the person in front of you. And just like a person you love, you would do everything in your power if you knew something was really good for them, you would try to persuade them to do it. It's the same with sales. Mm-hmm. If you can clearly see this is going to be helpful for them, it's going to help them save money, increase their profit margins, help them feel better, help their mindset get better. Why wouldn't you persuade it? Because yes. then that's when mindset kicks in too. I have imposter syndrome. I don't feel like I'm worthless. Yes. So yes. you just want to develop the wisdom and the discernment. Like, is this a mindset thing happening for you? Then get mindset support, right? Yes. If this is a, truly a strategy and tactic thing. Then get strategy and tactic because now mm-hmm. it's competency and skill sets. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know how to approach it,
1: made it for me. Yeah. Like so helpful
0: for me. Yes, exactly. And this can come full circle in everything we do. So once we reach a particular point let's say we're trying to create a product or create a service and we handle the mindset of imposter, who am I to do this? Why would anyone pay me? Why would anyone pay attention to me? And then we get through that, understand that. Then we build the product. Now we're going to market it and we have to get over mindset issues for that. You know how can I speak to people? Maybe I don't know enough. All those same concepts. We just have to keep doing this exercise. Each time we grow, each time we want to do something different, each time we want to adapt ourselves to the next level we're trying to reach, we always have to come back to this process. Mindset, impact and innovation, and then dive in and do the strategy and tactics. Every single time we're faced with that, It's the same process. It's just the next level up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because once your mindset's straight, it's just skills and competencies. It's just
0: doing it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's just doing it. And then you get the results. I always say business is simple, not necessarily easy, but it is that simple, right? Like, yes, marketing principles, best practices, they're true. So I agree with you. And for a lot of people, that's why I think I love what you're doing. Because mindset is the place to start. (laughs) Because there's a lot of things we make about ourselves when it has nothing to do with ourselves.
0: Absolutely. And then think about what's, what's happening at a
1: brain level. You're literally not able to innovate. You're literally not able to be empathetic and make impact. You're literally not able to connect with the people you can help. In fact, you're disconnecting from them. Yes. and Because
0: you're surviving. Them. Because you're doing all... Yes. Yes. Dr. Eugene Choi. Oh my goodness. I have enjoyed our conversation immensely. I can't wait to have the next one. I know... We're connected and I really just can't wait to follow you on your journey and participate in your journey and the wonderful things you're doing. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and sharing this incredible brilliance you have. Thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own